Hey everyone, we are celebrating World Lymphedema Day and Lymphedema Awareness Month. And boy, do we have an amazing guest who has brought much awareness to the condition of lymphedema. He's a star. He's a celebrity. I want an autograph. His name is Sean Mulroney. Sean, it's so nice to have you here today. Well, Brenda, it's an honor. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I am. I feel like a, a king with that great introduction. I Feel like I need to pay you for that. So well, you know, you can okay. <laughs> you know, here's what the cool thing is, everybody. I met Sean through Lymphopress, which you all know I work for Lymphopress. We didn't know he had millions of people watching his videos. We just took care of him because we cared about him. Yes. Yes. And you have a great story about Lymphopress, don't you? Yes, I do. It is a life changer. I mean, this is a dream. So no, that, that's that's amazing. You didn't and lymphopress and my lymphopod. I'm telling you what, the optimal. Um, I got I got the everything you know up of the line. So I, I'm I'm just cranked up about it, Brenda. I mean, I I'm excited. So you've started to use the lymphopod. How long? It's only been a, a little bit of time. Well, I didn't really start. You, I just got it. And okay. Doug, of course, you know, which is, it's amazing. Doug Weissman um, is the one that uh, is coming over Friday uh, to get me set up. He was on vacation last week, or we would have already, you know, been able to do that. So um, he's coming over Friday, he and his, and a nurse, and they're going to get me set up and I'm going to rock and roll in my you, lymphopod. Yes. You are totally going to rock and roll in your lymphopod. And we have to do a follow-up interview after you've sure. used it for a while. Yes. But how did you find out about this? Was this through our mutual friend, Betty Westbrook, yes. CLT? Well, it is. Uh, Betty, Betty's amazing. Uh, had her on uh, the podcast, um, on you know, the Obesity Revolution podcast, um, because of lymphedema. I, 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 I shot it from the rooftop. So, you know, lymph lymphedema has been my Achilles heel. It's sort of been my, uh, you know, my frenemy. Um, you know, I have a my lymphedema, I have a whole lobule on my leg, you know, that's pretty good size. I call him Herbie um, because he's lived on me rent-free for so long. And so he's not paying rent. He just lives there and took on a life of his own. And so, but anyways, Betty, um, you know, we were talking and I've been, lymphopress is what I've been going. I had, you know, other ones, they just didn't work. Um, the Velcro just, it, it just, you know, and I'm not gonna, you know, slam them, you know, I'm gonna be gracious, but if, if I'm anybody, I'm, I'm very, um, so I, lymphopress and the lymphopod, I, I got to see it was the first one revolutionary, especially for people that are obese, you know, it goes up for people to 750 pounds. Uh, which there's nothing else out there. I mean, it's all, you know, it's it just um, amazing. And so I was like, that was in my, you know, I was doing everything I can to get that, Brenda. Um, that was like my, on my, you know, to top of the list to get my lymphedema because I got to get my lymphedema under control. You know, I, I don't just say, mm -hmm. I have two weight losses, if you will. You know, I have a, a fat weight loss and I have a water loss you know, because lymphedema, people don't even understand. They just think, go ahead and lose weight. When you have lymphedema, you're, you're battling, you know, your, your lymphatic system. And so I wanted this, I had a picture of it on my vision board. Uh, I'm going to get this. And, you know, I said, this is, this is, this is one. And it was, it was slow going. I couldn't, 
you know, get anything, you know, as far as, you know, getting everybody in line. I didn't know how to do it, put it that way. So when everything lines up, it lines up, you know, whenever, you know, it, it, so Betty was on. And then after we did the podcast, she started, we started talking off, off the uh, interview. And I said, I said, man, Betty, I said, you know, she goes, what are you doing for maintenance or what are you doing for prevention? I said, well, my, my, my goal was I want to get a, you know, lymphopress lymphopod. And she said, and she said, really? She said, I said, yeah. I said, do you, are you familiar with it? She goes, am I familiar with it? And I was like, well, well, tell me, do tell. And she goes, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to put a call in. And so guess who she put a call into? She put a call into you. And all of a sudden, the next day, I'm on the phone with Doug. Doug's calling me. You know, he's the in St. Louis. He's the um, <laughs> um, the representative here for for you know Med Solutions. You know, all the lymphopress, everything like that. And he says, um, he says, hey, Sean. And he started going. And my nurse, my my doctor team here is awesome. And I call them. I say they knew I needed something like this too as well. So Aaron, my nurse practitioner called her and and uh, matter of fact she texted me that was the first time back the the reason why it was so hard too getting Aaron she just went with leave with, with having a child so mm. she came back that Monday that that same week and so what I was going to do is I was going to text her and say hey can we talk well she texted me the day after I talked to Betty okay and so <laughs> Uh, she goes, hey, we, we need to do a, a, you know, a phone visit or, a, you know, a, a tele, you know, visit. And I said, okay, I said, Let, let's do it. I said, here, I got, so I got on the phone with her, told her about it. Boom, Doug and her got together, got together, boom. Within, you know, three, four days, Doug calls me up. It's 100% approved. Your insurance covering it. Boom. It's over here. It's going to be there on Tuesday. That was Thursday. It was here Tuesday. And he said, when he gets back from vacation, he will get me all set up. So that's what I'm talking about. That's gonna, I mean, I, I mean, what, what else can I say, Brenda? I mean, I, I have it sitting here looking, it was like Christmas night, you know, Christmas Eve. And I woke up the next day, it was like Christmas day. It came to the door, I'm looking at it. And so. Sean, I'm so happy for you. And I'm, you know, we hear stories and boy, I can't wait to hear your story after you've been using it because the reason we do what we do is because we know life can be better for patients yes. with lymphedema and yes. lymphedema and other conditions. And, and to hear stories of people who say, I can wear shoes again, or I can mm-hmm. play with my grandchildren again. I'm not stuck in a chair anymore. I can move. Yes. That's what warms our hearts. So I want, we didn't know you were a celebrity, but now we do. Now we want the full scoop. Millions of views yes tell me your story oh my um it it, i never sought for it number one you know what i mean it's like amazing and of course my my whole past betty is is just myth but a sort of a you know a precursor to it you know my dad died at six and was very traumatic for me um i'm hoping I, i was sexually abused for about two and a half years by a neighbor boy. And I tell that because it's it's part of my DNA. It's part of where I got to where I'm at. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor, okay? But these are elements that got me where I'm at. And then, you know, I got involved in drugs and alcohol young age. I'm the youngest of five kids. Um, 
after that was all said and done, by 13, I was involved, addicted to drugs and alcohol. And from 13 to 21, I did more drugs and alcohol than a 40-year-old would. And so at 21, I gave it up. And so, um, how did you just give it up? Well, I tell you what, it was a life turn, man. You know, number one, my, my faith, um, which I'm very vocal about, I don't push on anybody, but I, I got, you know, a relationship number one with Christ who, you know, changed my life. And it, you know, so what happened through that, um, I did an about face and that was like the start of it. And then, you know, I was involved in me. I played sports in high school. I did really well. I played football and baseball, and then I was in into music. I, I'm a drummer, and I was in multiple bands. My 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 band before I gave it up was doing pretty well. We opened up for some bands, got to meet some pretty big bands back in the late '80s, early '90s, and so all through there, through my 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 adolescence, I was doing things that you know I shouldn't have done. And so that was my, my, my past, okay, to where it led me, all those things to, my, to the fibers of everything, to my, my stepdad, great provider, uh, was verbally and mentally abusive. And so that, and people ask me, well, what's, you know, the abuse, the sexual abuse, the verbal abuse, or the mental abuse, what's worse? The verbal abuse and the mental abuse is much worse because I can compartmentalize that, but I hear his voice mm. all the time telling me that I was never good enough and that, you know, my mom had to sort of overcompensate. So she treated me like gold. And by this time, my sisters and brothers were all out of the home. I was a, like an only child. And so um, anyways, it just, it just wasn't good. And then getting involved in making bad choices. So I got out, went to college. I never thought I was going to go to college because I didn't have, you know, I had a teacher tell me that if you had a a vote to one least likely to, to succeed, I'd get it because I didn't take high school serious at all, Betty. And I frustrated them, no doubt. But um, I walked aimlessly. I, I just, I didn't, you know, I made bad choices and, you know, the choice. But you literally had a come to Jesus moment. I did. And hit the reset button. Yes, yes I did. I, I really, really did. It was like, it, this is it. It's, it's time to wake up. That's what happened. And so when that reset button hit, it was amazing. So go to the next level. I went to college. I started working with youth. And the reason is my first pain turned into a platform. So I used my pain and purposed it. So what I did was in 1998, my wife and I got married. Fast forward a little bit and married, met my wife in 1997, uh, July, July of uh, uh, 29th, 1997, we met. Wow, got married. that's a long-term relationship, congratulations. Oh, yes. And we got married July 29th, 1998, a year to the day that we met. Aww. And so we've been, she's been with me for 23 awesome years. My wife is my, my best friend, my rock, my, you know, my supporter, you know, through all the things that I have been through since I got, you know, lymphedema, you know, since I got my first bout of cellulitis, but I'll get into that real quick. But my wife was amazing, 1998. I uh, was traveling all over the place. I would go to schools. Um, I used to speak to about 150,000 students a year in public schools. Wow. And I, my wife and I started Teens of America, uh, which is a nonprofit to help kids from drugs, alcohol, you know, bullying, suicide, you know, all that prevention type stuff. 
We put a program together, did a multimedia assembly in schools, and I just shared my story. I'm vulnerable because I believe there's great strength and vulnerability. And I, you know, I'm real because and then teenagers and kids, they have a built-in lie detector. They know if you're the real deal or you're not, you know what I mean? You yeah. can't, you can't lie to them. And so that was my passion. I mean, I, I built that and still run Teens of America. Teens of America. So yeah. if anybody wants to find that, is that yeah, the website? Teensofamerica.net. Yeah, teensofamerica.net. Okay. Perfect. Are, we're revamping that big time. Um, we are helping more schools than ever. I had to come off the road in 2009 because of my lymphedema. So uh, let's talk about that. So while you were doing your speaking and mm -hmm. you turned your messes into your message. Message, yes. Exactly. I love that phrase. Yes, me too. Were you showing the signs of lymphedema oh well that's that, that's i'm glad you brought that up so 2000 okay um when i got married i was in the upper 300s okay i was functional obese person you know i could handle this i could drive you know i could drive run walk you know whatever we my wife and i for our honeymoon went to gatlinburg tennessee and we were able to hit, go on the incline and stuff like that and um the the whatever the we rode the the cart across all that stuff so everything was fine. I mean, I, I was able to do a lot. So 2000, um, upper 300s, I went to, um, you know, this is two years into it. I was in Louisiana speaking and I was at a conference, a youth conference, and I'm down there and I just got so sick, Brenda. Um, I got fluey, fevery, um, and all of a sudden on the inside of my leg, I was getting dressed. I noticed it was so red and swollen and hot. And I touched, I thought I got bit by a spider. Okay. And sure enough, there was a nurse on board. My host said, Hey, we have a nurse. Uh, you need to, you know, would you like her to look at it? I said, sure. And so I had her look at it. She looks at it. She goes, no, goes, no that's not a spider bite. It looks like you have cellulitis. Mm. I said, cellulitis. And I never heard of what's, you know, that was. And anyway, she goes, well, she goes, when are you going? Out? I said, well, I'm flying out tomorrow to go back to St. Louis. She goes, well, before you get on the plane, she goes, I work at a doctor's office. I'm going to get you an appointment because I don't want you to get on the plane with that because it could, you know, get a blood clot, you know, yada, yada. And I said, okay. So the next morning, my host drove me to the doctor's office. He, the doctor checked me. Yeah, that's cellulitis. That's an infection. I was like, what, you know, and he's tried to explain it to me, but it went in one ear, not the other. Put me on antibiotics. Off I went. And I kept on getting cellulitis all, all the time. So what it would do is when I get the infection, that, that mass would grow and it would go down a little bit. It would grow, go down a little bit, grow, go down a little bit, all the way till 2004, my doctor would put me on antibiotics, right? And then I was still traveling and I'd get it on the road and, you know, not being, you know, disgusting, but it would start oozing. And it was just, a, it was a, it was, it was very, you know, uh, uh, yes, very, very. And it was very annoying. And, you know, just like uh, anytime, I, you know, uh, take the antibiotic line. But 2004, I took, I was on Cipro. And um, all of a sudden, my wife's like, it's not getting better. And what it was doing was turning black. Oh, no. And oh, I'm so sorry. Leg, it, now, this is your, what, just one of your legs. Yes, one of my legs, just one. Um, where, where the main, you know, where I would get the cellulitis all the time. Oh, 
And so 2004, she goes, yeah, that's not, she called a friend that's a nurse. She goes, no, you need to take him to the doctor ASAP. And I was getting blisters over nine, I had blisters over 90% of my body. And all of a sudden in the back of my throat too, it was like sore, it was swollen and very sore. Like I had strep throat or something. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the doctor, he goes, no, I could barely walk. I I couldn't even get shoes on. And every time I would walk, the blisters would, would burst. And so I went there and the doctor said, you need to go to the emergency room. I never, I, I went to the emergency room and mind you, I'd never been in a hospital overnight a day in my life up until 2004. I go in the hospital, they start hooking me up on stuff. They said, they're keeping me, they admitted me. And all of a sudden, Dr. Lohr, who I'll never forget, he's an infectious disease doctor. He came in, he looked at me, he goes, hey, he goes, he's looking, he goes, okay, what, what's this? He goes, he goes, is your mouth hurting? I said, yes. He looked back at my throat, he stopped, he, he just threw his arms up, he said, stop everything, pulled everything out, pulled me off of every IV, all that stuff, boom. And he says, you have Stevens-Johnson syndrome. And what I had is allergic reaction to Cipro. And had I taken one more dose, I would not be here. He said it was going into my mucous membrane, which then attacks your your all your uh, vital organs, and they were in the process. And if once it gets there, I was one step away from it shutting down everything, and them not bringing me back from that. Oh, thank God for yes. his wisdom and intervention. Yes. And what yes. was this condition that you were diagnosed with? Stevens Johnson syndrome. I have it's, never heard of that. Yep, it's an allergic reaction to an antibiotic. You know you. You, know, you have anaphylaxis shock, all that stuff. But Stevens-Johnson syndrome is where it starts attacking. The antibiotic doesn't work. You have an allergic reaction. It starts attacking everything and shutting everything down. And just, you die. Your heart stops. Oh, thank goodness. So, okay. So immediately we stop taking the yep. antibiotic. Yes. But you still have lymphedema cellulite. What, did you have the lymphedema diagnosis at this point? No, no well, ba- barely. They said, you know, every, listen, and I'm going to, I'm, doctors are dismissive toward obese people. Okay. We're treated almost like a subhuman and it's because they don't know enough about it. So every doctor, you know, I go in with a hangnail. Well, you need to lose weight. Oh, my arm hurts. Well, you know, you need to lose weight. Well, I know I need to lose weight worse than anybody else does. And so they wouldn't do, I went to all kinds of different things, Brenda. I mean, I went to um, doctors, dermatologists, you know what I'm saying? Um, everywhere, but nobody would, would, would be able to say anything. They weren't, they weren't being able to tell me a good proper way to do this to where they didn't know. I went, I even went to the best, um, uh, vascular surgeon in St. Louis and he just did a biopsy. That's all he did. He just wanted to make sure it wasn't cancer. And he's like, well, we could cut that off. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, and then bye-bye, you know, everything. I tried everything. I, 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 oh, yeah. I'm so glad you didn't give up. Well, I, giving up is not in me. Did it, was it discouraging? Yes. Was it, a, was it a dark place? I was in a very dark place where I wanted to. I just wanted to, I was just like, you know, praying that he, you know, take me, God. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, discouraged being in, I've been in, I've had 20 infections since 2000. And I've been hospitalized 14 times, almost died three times from sepsis. Um, you know, I was in, in the hospital, my white blood count was 28,000, Brenda, 
28,000, which is normal seven to 10,000. And so I was at 104.9 fever. I was delirious. They brought ICU to me and they told my wife to get, you know, start making calls that it, it doesn't look good. And so I'm here. <laughs> I guess I, I'm, you know, too much of a fighter that, you know, it's, it, it's taken me too far and this long to where I, I don't want it to beat me. It's not going to beat me. And then it's like this whole thing is that the obesity to where I guarantee it. So from 2000, whenever I went to the hospital in 2004, I didn't step on a scale for, I don't know how long since I got, before I got married, you know, I'm up for 300s. When I was on the scale, there's a scale on the bed there. My wife says, I'm going to weigh you. It's right here. Boom. She hits it. She looked at me. She didn't want to tell me 567. So from four or five years ago to there, I put on over 300 pounds, you know, two, uh, two, 200 and, you know, 50 pounds, just like that because of all these different things. And it started going into my abdomen. You know, my abdomen has lymphedema, lymphatic fluid, and not realizing it started going up there because all my lymphatic system, you know, your main lymphatic system, you know, is between your stomach and your, your thighs. And my stomach was crushing my lymphatic vessels. And I just, it was like an uphill. And then all of a sudden I went to on a scale and my highest recorded weight was 687. I believe I got to 700 pounds because I would get an infection. I could gain 65 to 70 pounds overnight of fluid. What? Yes. Is that just a food sensitivity or is it just the reaction to infection? I have, you know, your, your, your guess is as good as mine. That's why the awareness that it's not there because number one, you know, not a lot of people know about obesity. It's like, it's the last socially acceptable prejudice. Okay. And then number two, lymphedema, people just write it off. Oh, you're fat. Well, you need to lose weight. You lose weight. You'll, you know, you'll get rid of it. And I, while I agree with that and you know, things like that are said and done and people talk about that. There's still more to it than meets the eye. There's still, I, I there, there, it's not as simple as eat less, move more, or, oh. you know, do this. And so 2009, my mom passed away. My mom was the greatest woman in my life. I mean, she put up with me. She raised me. She, she told me this, you know, whenever I came, you know, to a reality and woke up, she said, you know, you ignored my prayers for years. She said, you ignored me for years, but you couldn't ignore my prayers. My mom prayed for me, all of us. And she said, you know, um, all hell could not take a child away from a praying mother. So my mom was a prayer warrior and she died when she was 80. Uh, she died in 2011. And um, my mom was, you know, just amazing. I mean, and when she passed away, I couldn't even get home to say goodbye, I had to say goodbye to her via FaceTime. And she was calling for me. She's on the onsets of, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's. And so what I did is my niece um, got me on FaceTime. She goes, you know, she goes, Uncle Sean, um, Grand's not doing good. I said, okay. And she keeps calling for you, but she wasn't coherent completely. And so what I did, my four siblings were around and me and my niece and nephews were around the bed. And um, my, my, my sister took care of her, Angie, who Angie's like my best friend in the world too. And um, she um, was there and I started talking to her. She didn't know any difference that I wasn't there. She could hear my voice because she was calling for me. 
Good. And I said, Mom, you said you lived an incredible life. You have been a great mother to all of us. And there's nobody like you, Mom. And I said, I know you're getting ready to cross over and it's time to go. You're wanting to go where you've always been wanting to go. And so, Mom, it's time for you to go. And I love you with all my heart. And within two hours, she was gone. So she waited for me because I, I just got out of the hospital whenever she Aww. passed away. And so anyways, that's the story to where I'm at, to where all these things is that all these ingredients and people said, hey, would you change anything in your life? Never. I don't regret anything because regretting is suffering for it twice, number one. And I said, Ooh, everything. Oh, that was, life. wait a minute, Sean. Yeah. Go ahead. Say that again. That was for someone out there. Say yeah. that line about regret. Well, I don't regret anything because when you regret, you're suffering for it twice. And why cause bring that pain up over and over again whenever everything was there and things line up that I have to trust the process. So I don't regret everything. It, nothing happens to you. It happens for you. And if I, one thing that went all the way through my life is that my mother always taught me. She said, in everything, give thanks. She said, thank God for everything. And that's what, even the things that we don't like. And it's easy to be thankful for the things we like, but how about the things that we don't like? And that's why I say my lymphedema and my obesity have been my frenemies. It's been my friend and it's been my enemy because it would have changed. Like I say, obesity, my obesity is a frenemy because obesity kept me away from fake shallow people. Fake shallow people wrote me off whenever they looked at me. But people who really knew know me and wanted to get to know me, they look past that. And the same thing with lymphedema. Oh, what's going on with your leg? You know, it's like, you know, here it is. It, people were genuinely concerned and people were for me. And that's what I say is that this, these things happened for me and brought me where I'm at. And then my mom passing away that year. I, it was a dark year that year. And my wife was very good. I, I refrained from everything. Um, I was still doing Teens of America, but I had other people doing it. I wasn't traveling, wasn't able to travel. And my wife was really concerned. But my wife, she never preached to me. My wife just loved me through it and was there for me. And, you know, it took us 12 years to have our first daughter. And, um, you know, we had infertility problems. And Maddie Grace, my 10-year-old, was born um, August 25th, 2010, changed my life. Um, then we had Livy, Livy in 2014. And then we had Mackenzie, December 26, 2016. So well, once you got her, that, once you got this uh, down pat, man, you just kept having children. We, well, we, we, it was amazing. I mean, my girls, Brenda, were, were, were my why being manifested. You know, it's like, I wanted to do this, but, you know, I cut the umbilical cord and I seen them, you know, got to see them come into to, to this life. And I it was getting real. It was like, you know, if that, what if I die now? You know, they're not going to remember me in the picture. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want them just to see me in a picture. So they really were part of what took you out of that dark season? Oh, big time. Maddie, Grace, they call her M Madison. Um, if you ask her, everybody calls her Madison because she's her father's child. Mm. She is me and she is me. She, she's so much like me. She has everything 
I do. My wife was just saying today, she's like, man, she picked up every bad quality of yours. <laughs> she's like, there's none, she's not picked up any of the good, just all the bad. And I'm like, well, hey, that, that, but, it, but it's true. But she is amazing. You know, she has, you know, ADHD is battled with all these, you know, ADHD, anxiety, and um, even in, at the point of crossing over for, for bipolar, which we have fought, you know, for that. And she has fought. She has an amazing team of people that are helping her with some medication. And she's done a 180. I mean, when she went to kindergarten, it was rough. But she is her father's child. I mean, she she is. And then Livy, you know, she's her mother's child. But she's, you know, that that elegant one. You know, she, no, she has the cooth. Maddie doesn't. Kenzie. She's our little terrorist. She's going to be a gang leader. And because her spirits are incredible and they are who they are and we want them to be that way. And so anyways, the, the main thing is that December 26, 2016, I used to read, I reached out to tons of trainers, 30 plus trainers, and they would, they rejected me because I wanted to do something. No, nobody, I tried to do this. And, and then I even that, that year the year before i was getting lymphedema therapy that's the first time i got therapy or ever have known and it was amazing how we figured out that my wife was talking to a woman um chris who that was the first one that led us on that there's lymphedema therapy and then that's when i got diagnosed i was getting therapy <sighs> i got I, I got a pump and the pump though it wasn't really it wasn't working because getting around my trunk um the velcro would come off i felt like chewbacca and it just, it just didn't do anything. And I want to interject something sure. here because there are many people watching who have lymphedema, yes. who maybe have not had a good experience with pumps. And I agree, we will never talk about a competitive product, but I will say, if you haven't tried the LymphaPress, don't give up. No. Let's work together and try to get you a LymphaPress because it is an easy experience. It is comfortable. It is effective. It doesn't sit in a closet and get dusty. It is user-friendly yes. and we yes. would love to help you out with it. So finally you get it through your dark season. It has an app too. Also, Brenda, you can run it off of your, your phone. phone. It's I awesome. Well, and yeah, I, or your I, iPad. Yeah. That, but the thing is, is that, you know, whatever the, but they're not, it's not science-based. You know what I'm saying? The one that I use, you know what I mean? It's not for somebody like me. It's just not. Just the way that, that, that happened, but the lymph. Whenever I see, I got to see the lymphopress. Boy, it was like Alleluia. That's what I felt like <laughs> Alleluia. And I was just like seeing it was like you know you know how you see them cartoons and the and it was like just like you know stuff was coming uh, off. Of it. Yeah. That's okay, so I want to ask you okay. what? How was the obesity revolution birthed? Well, and is that where everybody is following you? Okay, so here's what happened. I, 2016, cut my daughter, Kenzie's, you know, umbilical cord that day. We had to get up. My wife had to have a C-section. And so I get, and we're, we went to the hospital, dark 30 in the morning. And um, we had, Kenzie was born. And I, there was something so different, like now three daughters, okay? But that day there was something different. Something was like, you know, I wanted to do something. I was trying but the thing is, back in 2009, I gave up fast food and pop. Um, that was my first thing. Fast food. I haven't had a Big Mac in, you know, nine years. And so um, pop, you know, I used to drink my calories like nobody's business. I gave that up. 
And so that was like my first step, which it started leading me to that path. Every step was a, a different thing to where, you know, take one step, the small, small tweaks lead to great peaks. Uh, Brandon, who's my trainer, which uh, I'll, I'll share that with you, is that, so I came home that day and my mother-in-law took my two oldest and she said, hey, I'll leave you here because, you, you know, at home so you can maybe get a nap or whatever. Well, it was like crawling at me because I had, I, I, I was a, so fixed on my three girls and making a better life for them at them coming home that I knew I needed accessibility. That there was a gym three miles away from my home. And I remember driving in, I have to, I pass it all the time coming into my home. And so anyways, I called that gym. I Googled the number and I called that gym. And I said, Hey, I'm looking for a trainer. And she goes, well, there's nobody here right now. I could take a message. Well, I, um, you know, the gift of gab that I have and just, you know, passion exudes as somebody, you know, like, like an ever ready, but you know, I ever, I talk in my sleep. Um, and so she said, uh, no, there's nobody here. She says, but um, I'll take a message for you. And I dumped everything on her, Brenda. And, you know, you know, God love her. I mean, she, she just listened and she was either going to say, okay, I'll leave us on, but she was so empathetic. Hmm. and she said man Sean she goes I'm so sorry to hear that I'm gonna leave this on a trainer's desk and you'll expect a call well, I heard that before hour later I get a phone call from Brandon Glore and Brandon reaches out to me goes hey he goes Sean I'm I'm you know Brandon Glore from uh the gym and I'm calling you he goes um tell me a little bit so we talked for about a half an hour and he goes well I I'd like to meet you well, I didn't know this at the time. He was he was not taking on any new clients at all, okay? And so anyways, he goes, how about let's meet? I said, well, this week is rough, Brent. I said, my wife just had her third child. Oh, okay, yeah. He goes, well, how about I come to your house? I'm like, what? You know, house calls, you know, trainer. Like, what, what? He guys said, yeah. He goes, how about tomorrow at two? Can you do that? I said, sure. So sure enough, he came to my house the next day. We sat down for two and a half hours. He looked at me, he says, you're ready for this, aren't you? I said, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. He wow. says, well, I'm, I'm going to take you on. I'm like, what? I said, I'm deaf in one ear, Brand. I said, tell that in my good ear. And he <laughs> says, um, he said, I'm going to take you on. I said, well, how much is that going to cost? He goes, I'm going to take you on for nothing. Like, are you, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to do this. That's remarkable. And it is. Brand, there's nobody like Brandon Glore. There's nobody like him. He's, he's. So mind you, here, so here's, here's the thing, though. I asked him, I said, have you ever been obese? He said, never. I've never been overweight. I said, okay. He went to four years of college, you know, physiology, you know, studied nutri nutrition. He's a nutrition uh, nutritionalist, all that stuff. Went to four. He goes, I have the bill to show you. He goes, I pay it, you know, all the time. My student loans, I'm still paying them off. And, and he says, um, I said, well, okay. I said, you know anything about lymphedema? He goes, no. I said, I said, okay. And I said, well, have you ever worked with anybody my size? He said, never. He trains high performance athletes. And I said to him, I said, well, how's this going to work, Brandon? And listen to this, Brenda, here's what he said. He said, you want to learn from me, obviously, right? I said, yes. He said, I want to learn from you. He says, let's learn together. And I said, well, he goes, because I, because no, he, Brandon, he'll tell you, he had all the assumptions of what obesity and what obese people do that, you know, 
every one of us are frumpy, dumpy, grumpy. You know what I'm saying? We eat 10,000 calories, which I have never done that. I am not a binge eater and I have a bad relation with food. I've never been addicted and addiction is going to a carry because you have to have food. I just had a wrong relationship with the foods that I ate. You know what I'm saying? It got me here because I didn't get here by breathing air and drinking water. Mm-hmm. And that's the assumption that every person that's morbidly obese because of what television shows do, they always look them and they have in front of them on these TV shows that, hey, you got you got 10,000 calories in front of you and all these things to say, you know, here we are. Um, it's all a mess, uh, an absolute mess. And it's all a lie. And so you're, you're changing that lie and putting out some truth. That's that's what, what happened. So so think about this. With all that said and done, the the obesity revolution exists because we want to identify, we want to make sure that we educate, we need to identify the problem. We need to educate people, even doctors, trainers, the health and fitness industry, doctors are dismissive. Health and fitness doesn't know how to work with us because Brandon never thought in his life that he'd be working with the morbidly obese. And then we want to inspire others because with our story, and then we also want to execute. Brandon and you decided to start the obesity revolution. Now, by well, the way, no, it didn't. It didn't. It, it wasn't that. That's not what it was. I mean, we didn't okay. decide that yet because we didn't know. I he, I just was going to work. You with started working out that. together. Yes, working out nutrition, um, having a trainer, and so he's like, "We'll take a little bit." January tenth, two thousand seventeen, was my first day in the gym. Talk about anxiety because I haven't been in the gym forever in a day and I it was so hard for me to get there I'm talking I was scared to death my white knuckling everything you know when I pulled up to the gym and everything it was so hard it was like beyond you know anything that you know I, I could ever even imagine hold on one second again girls girls thank god for it go listen to me go in your room please or be quiet. You know this. Thank you. You have other rooms in here. Anyway, sorry. No, that's fine. In three, two, one. So you very with trepidation go back into the gym. About how much did you weigh at that point? I well, as far as I know, knew I was 687 at least. At least. Um, and so I went there and, uh, matter of fact, I couldn't get weighed because there's not scales, you know, uh, bariatric scales cost two to $3,000. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to get one yeah, everywhere I could go. I couldn't get one. And so I went to even bariatric centers, but you had to be a patient there. And then, you know how I got weighed? I got weighed on a, um, a truck weighing station where trucks, you know, backed up onto, and so that's where I got my first weigh-in, and I already had lost weight. I, I think I got I was down to six twenty at that time. So at that time it was you know, but that's where we marked it. Okay. So you and, and Brandon started to make progress together. Oh, exactly. And when I got to the gym that first day, it was amazing. So I did the battle ropes. You know, um, Brandon said he wanted to do an assessment with me, but that was a lie. He had me do a full workout. And my hair was hurting. My, my fingernails were hurting, Brenda. I mean, it was, but I had him say, I said, here's what I want you to do, Brandon. I said, I want you to take this video of me. 
and I want you to take it. I want to put it on Facebook. So I put myself so far out there with accountability that I can't come back. And so he filmed me doing about a minute long of the, of the battle ropes, you know? And so I put it out on Facebook on the, the 14th of January. It got 1.3 million views within 24 hours. And I started getting blown up all over the world. You know, hey, man, that's, that's incredible. Keep going, keep going. And then now 20, 20 million views later, upward to 60 million impressions, um, you know, being featured in Forbes magazine, the new year, new you. Um, I never read Forbes, you know, let alone be in Forbes. I got featured in there, you know, this, this, uh, this morning UK, which is the biggest morning show in the UK, like the Today Show. 25 million live viewers. They had me via satellited. And from, you know, it was 4.30 here, 10.30 there. And so from all that, I'm, I'm on this, these TV shows um, in these magazines and Fox too. Uh, Mandy Murphy took my story in November, a year later. And when she took my story, that garnered just by itself, 9 million views by itself. And it went viral. Every Fox station uh, played my show, played my story. And you didn't expect NBC. any of this. This was not no. your goal. You were just trying to hold yourself accountable. And next thing you know, you're a celebrity. There, How did that feel? Um, overwhelming. Um, like, okay. It's like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I was, I, you know, speechless. I mean, then that's hard because you know, I'm thinking I can't, my pain was being turned into a purpose. Yeah. And Again. you know, all your speaking engagements and all of everything that you've learned through addiction and you're having your children and yes it all primed you for this very moment in time where you were able to That's walk good. into the spotlight and help others and i our time is running out so yes. i want you to look at that camera someone maybe who is morbidly obese or feeling down because they can't get a grip on their lymphedema yet and i do tell you please contact me or yes. lymphopress but what would you say to inspire and give hope to our audience you've already said a lot but go for it well if you ain't dead, you're not done. And as long as you have red blood coursing through your veins, and as long as you have breath, you need to keep fighting. Because that's what we're creating. We got to create that in the advocacy of it to get people and inspire them. And you know what? You don't have to be perfect to inspire others. You just have to show people how you deal with your imperfections. And so my imperfections are there and I'm real. What you see is what you get. That's what's, that's the other thing is people don't like the fake stuff. You know what I'm saying? People get out there what they are on camera or these influencers are, you know, be, you know what being um, social media famous is like being rich in monopoly. It doesn't matter if you're not reaching people. Hey, yeah, 20 million views, whatever the case may be, one, you know, uh, upward to, to 30, 40 approaching now. You know, the thing is, is that all these things that, that are going on, I equip them to people because right now there are 30 million people in the United States that never come out of their home because they're immobile. They're afraid to come out in society. It has been wrong. They don't want to go to the doctor because they can't place them to sit which needs to change and people aren't equipped for that. And you know what I wanna do? 
is I want to reach all 30 million people that have been bed bound, like Matt and Tisney, my good friend, has he's part of the obesity revolution now, hasn't been out of his bed since 2015. And he is working out day 35 in his bed right now. Wow. Day 35. Wow, good for him. And and the obesity revolution is something that if you're not aware of it, please do look it up and follow Sean's journey. We're going to circle back with Sean after he's been using his lymphopod. Yes. Lymphopod designed for those people who couldn't find another garment to fit them. This is for you. Please contact us. We'd love to help you. And Sean, thank you for your time tonight. It was a joy and a privilege to interview you. Well, Brenda, honor's all mine. I'm looking for, I'm going to do whatever I want to be an ambassador for Lymphopress and for the Lymphopod. I mean, that's what I want to do. Everything that you're doing, I will be there. I mean, I, 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 this is my passion. So this is, you know, it's me. I'm going through the pain and struggling and it's only finding and now being here. To where that's why I say don't don't ever give up because you know people that are out there right now that want to give up it's it's not time no and there's people out there that need it and this the lymphopress the lymphopod we'll, we'll get it I mean I I got I got thousands of people that don't know where to go and turn and now that I have that way guess what my main aim I'm, I'm going to go for them and I'm going to pull everything over because the thing is, is I'm, I'm different. You know, people are refrained because they're, they're overweight. Well, it sort of gives me that fire, you know what I mean? To say, okay, here I am. And they're messing with the wrong person. And like being with you, Brenda, and on here and what you've done. Thank you, Betty Westbrook. Oh, yes. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Brenda. You know, Brenda Viola. I mean, Lymphopress. Um, you, 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 you are like, this is Taj Mahal. You know, this is royalty that I'm in. I'm in the midst of, and I I can't say anymore. You know, Doug, Doug gave me a royal. I mean, he just like, here's what we're gonna do, and he's like, you know, boom, boom. So it was like a perfect, you know, just like a knife cutting through butter, a hot knife, and everything just flowed, and and that's what's gonna happen, and that's you know. Well, your story and your journey is inspiring many people. And like I said, it was an honor to talk to you. And we're going to do this again. You got it. And I thank you for your time. And thank you, everyone, for tuning yes. in to this edition of the Lymphedema Channel with Sean Mulroney, The Obesity Revolution, and Lymphopress. Please contact me if we can be of service to you. Have a great night, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Bye, Sean. Yeah, Brenda. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to this edition of our Lymphedema one-on-one -on -one interview series. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lymphedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram IGTV at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.